Hello and welcome to Please Don't Send Me Into Outer Space, the podcast intent on exploring all that science fiction and fantasy has to offer one movie at a time. My name is Joel. My name is Sarah. And my name is Holographic Simulation Aaron. This week is Star Trek Insurrection from 1998, directed by Jonathan Frakes and written by Rick Berman and Michael Pillar, starring the usual Star Trek crew, F. Murray May Abraham, Donna Murphy, Anthony Zerb, and Greg Henry. Greg Henry. Oh, Henry. Uh, we don't... I mean, I'm just going to start off here. I feel like the ladies of the crew got the short end of the stick here. Right? I, I don't know what the what I'm trying to go for here. The, well, everyone else was doing stuff. Even, even Jordy had his moment in the sun with his eyeballs. The ladies were just there. <laughs> I, just, I feel so bad. Like what? There was just like this moment where like where like where like Beverly Beverly just was spouting medical, <laughs> and that was it. Yeah. Like I'm just here to say something medical. Mm-hmm. Shrug. Try talk about her firming up bosoms. Oh, yes, yeah. yeah. Almost forgot about that line. And of course, Deanna Troy had a very important scene for the plot. I, I don't. Mm. Can't, I can't even. I can't even. I felt like that was like the beginning of Dress to Kill or something. <laughs> I was like, where did this come from? All of a sudden. So did they fill the whole tub full of shaving cream? Like I don't know. It's it's a simulation. I don't know. Maybe is that's this unprecedented. <laughs> Has there been an episode of Star Trek that had With people a in a bubble bath together, intimately and candles shaving each other? <laughs> Where did they get those space candles? <laughs> this is the first for me, guys. Just saying. Mm. And Jordy's standing out there with his eyeballs. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I'm used to Star Trek having some mood lighting, but at that many candles. Mm-mm. Oh my god, Mm-mm. that was so silly! And a little, a little of that intimate shaving, right? Is that? I know there are people that are into that. That's I, I don't, I don't like the idea. Like I don't, ew. they're in a bathtub. What if she slip? Okay, anyways, I'm staring at Joel. Like no, like Sarah, this is like not an idea. No, <laughs> talk about something else. <laughs> there is a lot of Wrecker and Troy uh, flirting in this set. Yeah. In this movie. Somebody wa- Uncharacteristically, almost. <laughs> it, it goes from zero to ten. Yeah! <laughs> it really does. Well, there was this part where, like, he kissed her and she pushed him out. Yeah. And then you're like, okay, I guess it's not going to happen. Next thing you know, you see him in a bathtub together and she's shaving it, his beard off. Shave. Like, okay. Yeah. Like, okay. I never kissed you with a beard before. Can you confirm this, Eric? Uh, were they were they smooching only in the first season? 
the computer indicates uh, beep, 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 that, uh, <laughs> uh, that I, I don't know. You don't remember. I, I cannot recall. Mm. I cannot take every episode of Trek and, and, and run it through my brain right now. Well, uh, I'm, I'm the worst data anyone's ever uh, requested. <laughs> Sorry, Captain. If, if, Tro- if, <laughs> if Troy didn't end up being with him, why didn't he go for her mom? No. Yeah, for reals. <laughs> why didn't Riker go for Majel Bear? Like, like, he didn't want to settle with a half Betazoid, so he's like, go the full Betazoid? <laughs> yeah, makes sense. I don't She know. obviously was interested in him, yeah. so... No, I'm just kidding. She was into Picard in the episode I remember. She's, she's really into, into both of them. Okay, yeah. she'll take what she can get. Yeah, no, literally. She, she's a beta zoo. She She jumps from one to the next. She has her... her she health. has that guy that follows her yeah, around. the Twin yeah. Peaks giant. Yeah. yeah, the giant. Yeah. Well, that is that guy. That's funny. Mm-hmm. And he also has a very scary uh, part in uh, Gerald's Game, uh, that oh, Netflix movie. Oh, Stephen King. I recommend it. Thanks, Joel. So, Star Trek Insurrection. Yeah, is probably considered. I think this is considered the least of the four, but I don't. I don't think the last two. The these this one and Nemesis. Nemesis are either considered very good. This one is considered the least good of the four next gen ones. That's what I've I'm to understand from the internet. Okay. I've attempted to watch this movie several times in my life. And I've you- never gotten through it. In fact, this time around I almost fell asleep during some pretty exciting parts apparently. <laughs> yeah, but that's because you're you're running on a quarter tank already. Yeah, that's true. I mean, I also almost fell asleep, but that has nothing to do with it. Yes, it does. No, I got to say though, it, uh, my opinion of this film, when I was younger, and it was was basically based on what I had heard from others mm-hmm. at conventions and whatnot, and a lot of people were very not into this movie. This movie shocks. Yeah. Yeah. Having finally completed it. Yes. I, it's not bad. It's not my favorite, but it, I gotta say it, it wasn't, it wasn't the, the worst thing I've ever seen. Yeah, Sarah, how do you think? Yeah, I didn't think it was terrible there were some funny moments that i don't think were meant to be like comedic Uh oh yeah (laughs) but um i think that it's star trek i feel like that the next gen cast is like it may feel like they're doing something different in these movies that are written with with the different kind of story, but it still feels familiar with the characters for some reason. It's the actors. The for actors sure. are making yeah. it making it real, and um, I think that it's I think it's not as good as first what contact. was the second one? First contact. Yeah, it's not as good as first contact. Right, first contact is a good movie. Like it's a good action movie in general. Just even separated as a Star Trek property, I think it, it's a it's a pretty dang good shoot 'em up like mon- you know monster like movie. The line will be drawn here. Mm-hmm. Yeah, a lot, lot of lot of quotable Picard. I think that this movie is only slightly worse than Generations. Like, okay, I, I think the, the 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 issue here is that First Contact sets the by the bar very high. 
And then, yes, you compare this movie to that movie, then it feels like in a drop-off of quality. But they kind of took the action, you know, uh, and the, the, the action scenes from First Contact and tried to plug it into a what, what feels like a normal episode of, of Trek, when they, they go visit a planet and they violate the Prime Directive. Or, is that what it's called? Prime Directive? Well, it's, it's established the Prime Directive was ruined... Like, far before they got there. Oh. Uh, no, no. Or they, was it data? They, they just misunderstood oh. the Prime Directive. And that's what it was then. Yeah, they, right. they misunderstood the situation with the planet. They didn't realize that the planet was... Uh, what's that thing oh. that, that gets Picard all horny? Oh. Uh, what do, what do they have? Their warp drive capabilities. Oh, oh, oh. My safety word is warp drive. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Warp drive capable? Oh, my goodness. <laughs> my expectations for the movie weren't that high, but I feel like that's like watching Next Gen. Is like, Next Gen's a good show. There's some good episodes, and there's some not-so-good episodes. Yeah. And then there's some that are, like, award-winning episodes. Right. And, like, I feel like with the movies, you're bound to get some of that up and down, too. <laughs> sure. I yeah. don't know. Yeah, that sounds about right. I'm starting to think that they people have rose-colored glasses when it comes to the entirety of the series because it's it's like sacrosanct with Next Gen. It's like that entire series is amazing and it, like it can't be argued that you know, that's why every other series after that has been just lesser. Mm. You can't compete to that. It's like they had a ton of episodes and probably half of those episodes are good to awesome. The rest of them are, you know, okay, and some of them are just are terrible. Now they they don't have probably don't have that many terrible episodes, but I'm sure they have a lot of ones that just feel inconsequential. Yeah, okay, fair enough. But I mean, that's that's just what I'm getting from the thing. I, I haven't like started going through here. I'm biased because now I'm a DS9 head. <laughs> now I'm all like, what's going on in that Gamma Quad? What's I'm gonna have a lot to talk to my mom about. Mm, oh yeah, I have, have to. I have to say, Joel, I'm so interested in your trek into trek. Mm. It's a. It's it's. You gotta. I wish you had a blog on all this. I I want. I really want to know your thoughts. Joel's trek into trek. Yep. Yes. I'll start it up right after. Cool. Uh, cool. I get any time in the world. I. It's not a bad idea. <laughs> we watched this episode recently where Riker comes into Deep Space Nine and so good. and something happens and I was like, This was me as a kid being like, Mom, what's happening? <laughs> Why would Riker do that? Your mom's like, I don't well, get, I don't understand. <laughs> she knows. <laughs> <laughs> me going to my mom. Can you give me the notes from the previous <laughs> storylines <laughs> that would help me to understand what's happening right now in this episode? <laughs> Was it almost like an instantaneous uh, deriving of this question, like the uh, the little hook you before the commercial, like right at the beginning? She yeah. did. She, she said, she said, Riker, mom. And like, I think, I think it was like unconscious for her to say it. Like she just automatically said it out loud. 
It's like, <laughs> I, I found that, that most of those little stingers right before the, uh, the, the show, uh, title sequence, I, I too would be like, mom or like, dad. <laughs> like, does this happen a lot? I haven't seen every episode, obviously. Is there but, a precedent for this? Yeah. Like, what are we talking about? I, I think my mom more often would just be like, you gotta watch the rest of it. Yep. Just yeah. keep watching. Right before the title thing happens, yep. when they do that soap opera thing. The stinger. Yeah. Hold on to somebody's face for a little bit longer than they should, and then it, like... Thematic you know, music. Or it's the commercial. You know. Yeah. Yeah. Like I said, I watched a lot of Deep Space Nine. I watched a lot of Voyager. They're both good shows. But my heart is with Next Gen. That was my first true love it's good. <laughs> of Star Trek. It's good. Mm. I'm cool. I'm cool with Odo and Quark and oh, yeah. Neelix. Cool Neelix is pretty Neelix. Cool. Yeah, Neelix is cool. He's Voyager. Well, yeah. What's wrong? You don't wait. You don't like Voyager. Talking about Voyager. We're talking about Deep Space Nine. Oh, okay. Sorry, Joel. Welcome to the Whoa. Deep Space Nine. Whoa. 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 It's fine. Did you know that the Voyager ship, its warp nacelles, can move like this? Wait a minute. You know what's? <laughs> you know what's what was wrong with this movie with Insurrection? What's up? No Voyager cameos. Not oh, a single actor crazy. from Voyager. No Tuvox this time. No Robert Picardo. But Voyager was lost, right? Uh, at this point, I, uh, yeah. Dude! But Voyager was lost? Right? Yeah, but, but it doesn't matter. Oh, I guess you're right. I'm talking about the actors. I'm not talking about the Well, characters. I mean, it was but like... the time frame. I wonder yeah, if they were in they were a different lost, part dude. of the galaxy. They didn't... No, they didn't name drop... What I'm saying is... They've had cameos by the actors uh. that play characters in Voyager. Fair enough. Oh, in right. All of the other two movies. First contact. They had That's Neelix true. in the holodecks. Mm-hmm. They had Robert Picardo playing the the hologram doctor. doctor yeah, yeah. That's true. And in the first one, they had uh, Tuvok. Except for obviously not Tuvok. It was it was the actor who plays Tuvok. So it was his great great grandfather. Somebody was like, enough of that. Obviously, I think it was it was probably uh, uh, Picard there. Uh, I gotta say though, Patrick how Stewart. how convenient that Worf just happened to be on the ship while they were going on this mission. It happens a lot. Apparently, he's just stopping by. Like I heard you were having a movie, Captain. <laughs> I think maybe he's psychic. Yeah, it could and be. He's just like, you know, what? I'm getting the feeling I need to be there. I just feel bad for whoever the security officer is that. <laughs> Who was like the dedicated You're benched like, the dedicated dude that like, that like wow for like years you've been a great dude sorry man warps back you just <laughs> take a vacation hey, who's that guy at my at my station yeah. uh, that's war the wharf oh man <laughs> yeah you're gonna gonna have to help Jordy downstairs no <laughs> engineering not again banished engineering and another thing another thing that's missing from this movie and all three so far where's Wesley I know oh, you, you told me you took off with yeah, the, the traveler the traveler yeah but so they're out they're off in the di- far far distance but he's just like there's no mention of him like Beverly's not like well my son he's stupid uh, O'Brien. You don't hear about no O'Brien. O'Brien either, right? Yeah. I feel like I don't know this for sure, but I feel like maybe there were some people involved in the TV show Next Gen and like Deep Space Nine was starting and they were like, Hey, do yeah. you want to continue to be a part of a Star Trek show or would you rather be involved in movies intermittently? Like 
Maybe, and yeah. maybe some did both. I don't yeah. know, but it feels like O'Brien is just like Deep Space Nine now. It could have been the shooting schedule. Yeah, it could have been. Chief O'Brien wanted that sweet, sweet television money. He was filming Con Air. He couldn't. He couldn't show up to to be on the. Uh... He's in Con Air. Yeah. He's in Connor. Come on, really, everybody I, knows that. Oh, I'm well, just kidding. That would, that would require me to actually see the movie. Oh man! In order to know next week. No, next week is Nemesis. Oh man! Spoiler alert. So I was just thinking, <laughs> Worf. Worf is obviously has shown up because I don't even know why he shows up at the beginning of this movie. They didn't. They, but, there was no reason. It was literally, oh, Worf, you're here. But Picard, what the hell are Picard you doing like, here? You know, see if War can stay, you know, contact DS9 and, and see if he could stay. And I was just imagining there's a cut scene where Worf, like, they're like, he's like, yes, I'll, I'll, I'll take care of that. And he goes downstairs to the shuttlecraft he came in. And O'Brien is like there, like, hey, how's the rest of the crew? Like, uh, you're going to have to go back without me. Like, what? What? <laughs> <laughs> like, that, oh, do they need more help? No, no, they just said one person. Yeah, no, just I mean, me. Go back to go back. Go back to the station. They need my expertise. I heard Quark was doing something. Oh, it makes me so happy you're a DS9 head. <sighs> Don't tell everybody. I'll tell no one. Oh. I only talk about it in, in these hollowed halls. Yes, next luckily, to our microphone. Joel. Luckily, no one listens to this podcast. Otherwise, <laughs> we'd be screwed. We'd burn <laughs> the house down. Heard you like DS9, boy. Uh, no, there's nothing wrong with that. Come on. So... Profit, Joel. It's all about profit. Profits? Profit. Oh. You know. It's what... The rules of acquisition. Yeah, there you go. There you go. You know what I'm talking about. So, Insurrection. Oh. This movie, um... (laughs) They're talking about... They're talking about some things. (laughs) (laughs) It's kind of a dumb story. Yeah. You know what... The landscape was beautiful. Oh, it was gorgeous. And the... Yeah, what Sarah said. But I I kind of felt like the costumes were not my favorite. They're all dressed like the Maquis. They're fine. My observation I, was that it felt like an early season of Hercules. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You like were when we were that. when we were getting like the exploration. Mm-hmm. What's oh, Hercules? Hercules, the, the legendary show. journeys. Oh, it's that Xena knockoff. Yeah. Uh, okay, it could have been a village in an episode of Xena. Oh, okay. Is there, okay, we got you on board. I just know right. that uh, Kevin Sorbo is dead. So. Picky, picky, picky. <laughs> you can still enjoy the early versions of a young Sorbo who's no, not a jerk. No, not. Aww. I understand. I'm not a big fan of current current timeline uh, Kevin Sorbo. Mm. Um, I'm sorry, I, would, I interrupted the clothing, the clothing tale. Yeah, well... It just looked like an episode of Xena Hercules. Yeah. Like, to start off. And then, that's when things got a little sci-fi. Mm. A little bit. I gotta say, these villains, the, these guys that are supposed to be the bad guys with their, their Brazil face stretching and oh. their, their pus their pus puking and toxicity. Like, first of all, that I don't feel like we've established that they are intimidating whatsoever. It was just a gross-out factor. Yeah. And they, they weren't doing anything. They, they were being secretive. Yeah. But they weren't, like, evil. I mean, they were evil. They weren't, like, maniacal evil. Yeah. Willing the, to destroy planets like Malcolm McDowell in the first movie. It, it was I de- kind of think they're worst. 
I kind of think they're worse because they were, they were doing some stuff that was bad. Their intentions were unknown. Yeah, but I don't know what. I mean, what was the plan? Well, when, when, when we as as the viewers are seeing this movie, okay, that was about an hour ago. Yes, there was a conflict. We're thrown into this conflict. All right. For some reason, Data's on the fritz. On the surface of Did the planet. Did we find out why Data was on the fritz? Yes. Okay. Uh, what was that? I think it was... I mean, I know he... He got shot in the neck. Yes. And that, like, triggered something that made him go cray-cray? Yeah. yeah. Okay. It, or, that that's theory number one, based on what I, what I observed. Theory number two was is that Data had figured out what was going on, and so he was trying to... He tried to reveal oh, yeah. everything. He was trying to stop the operation. Someone mm. changed him so that he wouldn't be able to tell anyone. That's what it was? Mm. Oh, okay. And that's why he took that ship and started singing uh, Well, Gilbert and Sullivan. That was... Uh, that, that stimuli was added by uh, our, our brave captain, Captain yeah. Picard. Yes. I heard about that scene in advance. I thought it was going to be much worse. I appreciate the fact that Worf also joins in in the singing, though. Uh, it's much needed levity. I agree. No, I agree. no, it wasn't need levity. What What are you talking about? It was not needed levity. It was needed. Uh, nothing had happened yet. Except well, almost, almost shooting some children. Uh, <laughs> up until that point, all we've had is uh, Deanna Troy and 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 Captain or or Number One. Like makeout sesh, playing footsie uh, or what, something. You're forget, you're forgetting that scene where they put a thing oh, on the card. Oh, excuse me. The cool oh, beadwork, right? The on ceremonial head. moment where he gets beads on his head. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm sorry, Joel. You're right. How could I forget this scene? Uh, yeah, it's very important. You should be disgusted with yourself. Thank you. I am. <laughs> I feel like they try to make these movies, like, they try to make them in a way that if you never saw Star Trek, that you could go into the movie blind and you could, like, have entertainment value yeah. from it. Which I get, and that's good, but at the same time, like, don't just show me, like, a big ugly face with, like, weird stuff oozing out and just with music and then I'm gonna be like ah like no t tell me what's going on or at least yeah. give me something so that I can come to my own conclusions about what's going on and this is what irritated me about the film as well Sarah because there's this great dialogue and exposition that Picard is giving about the current situation of the Federation mm -hmm. and it's just like it's like two seconds of dialogue he's like he's like he name drops the Dominion like mm -hmm. he name drops like all these things going on like the Borg and all these things that are mm -hmm. going on the Federation need our help the Borg That's it. the Dominion the Cardassians yep. it's just all these things going on oh a planet yeah oh let's mm -hmm. go here Good. Yeah. vacation I'm ready I feel like the the way they got to this planet is weird, like you were saying. Yeah. Like, the fact that Data goes crazy and that's part of it, and that... I feel like Data goes crazy is a real trope that they go to a lot. Oh, yeah. Seems like it. Yeah. <laughs> On the fritz. Yeah. In generations, he, he goes a little nut bar while they're uh, on Malcolm McDowell's ship. 
Now they take him back for the emotion chip, and then in uh, he doesn't go crazy in first contact, but he's definitely a main a main part for the, the whole ending. You know, when he's getting all sexed up. I felt that in in early seasons of Next Gen, Data was the solution for a lot of things. Mm-hmm. It was like we can't do it. Data's fast enough; he can do it. Data yeah. or or uh, problem solved. Wesley, right? Yeah, problem solved. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so it's kind of interesting how he kind of they, they changed that whole aspect of it from him just being like the the Swiss Army knife that fixed everything to him being the problem, like problematic yeah. robot or android child who's trying so hard to be human. It's either know? the androids like math and computer skills, or it's. The laughter of a child, Yo. like Wesley. The laughter <laughs> of a child. Oh, and this and this movie, they data needs data. Dudu need to learn from a child. That's right. How to be more human. Well, hey, at least he left his uh, emotion chip back on the ship. Leave your emotion chip at the door. Yeah, <laughs> that was a thing. He could have used a little emotion. In this move, no, he didn't. I, I was going to say, no, Joel. I know your stance. Mm-hmm. I know your stance on this. Mm-hmm. He was like a, he was like a lawnmower that couldn't stop in the beginning. Like, yeah, he was going... like blades of something just spinning out of control. Um, yeah, and then so they decide they're going to get involved in this. Initially, they go down to the planet, and they're not. Oh, they go down to the planet because they've been exposed. The Federation has their presence has been exposed right. there, yeah, right? They, data mm-hmm. exposed them, and and these people, are, the the people that were in the observation tower, the anthropologists, were being held hostage supposedly, because when they go, yeah. they finally go to the village. They're like the hostages seem like they're fine. They're sitting around eating. Yeah, and then that's when Picard explains the Prime Directive, and they're like. No, we know all about that stuff. We just don't want technology around here, dude. Yeah, and then he's like, what? Mm-hmm. He's like, you have warp capabilities? And he's <laughs> like, you guys intrigue me because... Has to unbutton his uniform a little bit. Yeah. He's getting like, a little hot under the collar. Oh, I need you a choose little. to live this meaningful life off the land. I need a little... When you know life. how to... <laughs> <laughs> he lo- he loves it. They're in paradise or whatever. And, um, I love it. It's beautiful. Like see, like you mentioned earlier, Sarah, this planet is beautiful. Yeah. yeah. And they go see that lake. I was just like, that is a gorgeous lake. I don't know if they touched it up with effects or if it just looks like that. It's great. There's places that really do look that amazing. Mm. Yeah. And then there's a part where Data is is turning a giant wheel to release something. What the hell? <laughs> Well, can we talk about how he walked in a lake and, like, poked a fish for a moment? Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it was a CGI fish. It was fine. Yeah. Picard liked this girl right off the bat. Oh, he was into her. Like, immediately. Yeah. I thought that she was made, like, the, the mate of that other guy that, that they were talking to, but I guess not. I guess that was... I knew she wasn't for some reason, but I didn't remember... I don't think I've ever seen this movie before because I don't remember any of these things happening. Mm. But um, perhaps their society doesn't work that way, Joel. Yeah, I mean it's been like six hundred years. They don't have any permanent couplings. Like yeah, 
I thought maybe he was a brother or something. Mm, that could be, yeah. That could be, too. Yeah. And I feel like Picard was just like, I want to get to know this lady better. Oh, yes. Yeah. His, <laughs> di- his diplomatic mission had had some ulterior motives, for sure. Perhaps you'd like to shave my stubble. <laughs> <laughs> I heard that's a popular thing for people to do when courting. I think she would, like, grow his hair rather than cut his that's hair. What, that's, what I, that's what I said to Aaron. He's, since he's getting younger, he's going to wake up with a pompadour. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. That would have been so good. I'd go with if that leather jacket woke up with hair. <laughs> <laughs> so, like, 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 Jordy's eyes were getting fixed. I wonder why they didn't go the route of, like, Picard's heart. Would be getting fixed as well. Is there something wrong with Picard's heart? Spoiler alert. What are you talking about? He's got a fake heart, dude. What happened to his heart? Who broke it? Well, well, what happened was... Was it Gates McFadden? (laughs) No, he got in a fight while he was in... uh, uh, Long story short, he got in a fight when he was was a cadet. And someone stabbed him in the chest. Oh, wow. So he had to get an artificial heart. So he's had an artificial heart the entire time. The entire time. And that could have been happening. Maybe that would have caused well, a problem. And you know what? Maybe they, maybe they, maybe they've already grown him a heart. You're doing the since Mambo then. thing. I just don't remember. Oh, yeah. Sorry. Oh, my Computer. Gosh. Mambo. But no, I, I, I can't, I can't, I can't remember. <laughs> recall. I can't recall every episode, okay? But early on, for sure, he uh, had an artificial heart. I see. Who knows if by the end of season seven, they already grew him wide. He, he must have a new heart, because yeah. he's doing all these action scenes, and he's got those guns still. I'm just telling you what I know. He he, he brought out the guns in this movie, too. Uh, at the end, when he's uh, finally facing off against the bad guy whose name I didn't bother to learn, because he is... Who gives a crap? Oh, old, old stretchy face. Yeah. <laughs> oh, old, stretch too, face. Too yeah. gross. Too gross. Too nasty. Isn't there like a Dick Tracy bad guy that's like a stretch face? I don't. Know. Well, prune face is like the opposite. Oh, prune His face, face right? He's like opposite of prune yeah. face. And then there's flat top, and then uh, I don't remember. Mumbles. Is, is there a Dick Tracy villain that's just Dick Tracy's face inside of another face? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> some type of like, like small Dick Tracy like hanging off someone's face. It's, it's tr- <laughs> His name is Trick Daisy. Yeah, Trick Daisy. <laughs> oh, my worst enemy. The smaller version of me I on someone's be face. Surprised. <laughs> yeah, I I feel like these bad guys were forgettable. Um, and were overly gross, and... That's where all the practical budget went. (laughs) I just think that, like, they could have done something more interesting with that. I mean, there there were spoilers being revealed in this. Like, first there was the spoiler that, like, um... These are people who know how to do, who know about technology and stuff. Then the next one was, oh, the Federation knows that this is happening and that... Supposedly. Yeah. There's at least one federal, uh, federate, federal, (laughs) Federation admiral that's, that's like working with the bad guys, you know. Of course, they're not established as the bad guys yet, but for some reason, he's running this op. Picard's only going along because of this admiral, dude. Right. Yeah. That is literally his only attachment to, to 
wanting to work with the stretchy McStretch face uh, villains. <laughs> Stretch arm, strong face yeah, yeah. villains. And then they find out, and then Picard goes back to his room, and he decides he wants to start dancing. Mm-hmm. And he's he putting his hands up and down in the air, and he's got a little mambo going on, and then he looks at himself in the mirror, and I thought he was thinking, I need to go ask that lady out on a date. <laughs> but really, he was thinking, I look younger. Yeah. And he went down to the planet again and was like, how old are you people? And they're like hundreds of years, they're at least 300 years old. Right. And uh, then he finds out that they all are like, because the doctor says everyone's better than good. They're like showing more signs of energy and like, you know, good health than they usually do. They're all being affected by it. Like, it it feels like even people who didn't go down to the planet. Because I don't remember Jordy going down to the planet, but he's he's in the sick bay being checked out. And obviously he has some very good results from it. But poor Worf. None good happens for him. He's like, yeah. Definitely the clown. (laughs) He's all excited excited to be back on the Enterprise, and then suddenly puberty hits him again. Yeah. Yeah. That is, like, something that would happen in an episode of Next Gen. These, like, awkward, like, coming of age things that happen for the different species Captain, on this ship. I don't ship. want to have to ex- escort your niece to the prom. I don't know why I have to do this. <laughs> <laughs> Mr. Wolf, you're doing me a favor. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Remember, I helped you with your family on the, the Klingon home That's planet. Right. You owe me a favor. <laughs> I've come to collect it's Wolf. It's your duty, Wolf. <laughs> now clip on this boutonniere. <laughs> <laughs> that man bun. No, he, does, he doesn't He does ever wear it in a bun, it seems like, but he let the hair down this time. Yeah, and, I, don't, I don't know where it was when he was asleep. That part where he was asleep. Oh, he in his bunk? Yeah. So stupid. He's in his bunk and his hair is just wild. What was the point of that? There were a couple of shots in this movie that reminded me of, like, the new reboot Next Gen movie or whatever. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, okay. The first the, one. J.J. Abrams? J. J. Yeah. Abrams, where they had these, like, weird angled shots and, like, people just, like, getting up out of their bed and, like, there's an alien or whatever. Like, it seemed kind of reminiscent of that to me in a way. Uh, I, I think I think uh, uh, director Franks is just flexing his cinematography totally, skills. Totally. He's like he's like, hey dude, we need to we need to make this interesting. Oh sure, totally. How do we do that? We angle the camera on its side yeah. while Data is rolling a huge wheel. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> touch angles. Yeah, there's a part where they're walking on their way to like the, the presentation that he has to do with the alien species that they. They're made a contract with, and they're all dressed up. And it, it's almost shot in, like, a weird fisheye lens in order to get everybody into the shot. At okay. Uh-huh. And I was like, is this, like, a dream sequence? Like, no, because then it, like, straightens out. But at first, it's like, what's, what's going on there? Same thing with the bathtub. You're like, is yeah. this really happening? It was a bathtub <laughs> in, the, in the middle of nowhere. Like, the rest of the room was completely pitch black. It was in space. <laughs> I feel like, yeah, I feel like... <laughs> 
It had to be a hollow deck. It was scene. on the edge of the edge of the ship. <laughs> it was a hot tub outdoors. <laughs> Let me show you how I play the trombone, Deanna. <laughs> yeah, she, she's into it, man. I guess, yeah. I feel like <laughs> it's clicked so fast. It really it does. Did. <laughs> I'm like, are they flirting? Are they a thing? And then, like, next <laughs> thing you know. Well, it's just the the the, dial, the little bits of dialogue, you know, or or we're like, or Riker's just like, he's like, I I'm living, I have a midlife crisis. I wish I could go back in time, and 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 suddenly they're in a bathtub. You know? Yeah, like, what? I mean, Deanna Troy didn't seem like her character didn't seem like she wasn't into it, but it just seemed so. It was random. Yeah, it was She's so random. random. She's the one who started it, you know, with that. Playing with the back of his hair or whatever. Maybe part of it was the youthful thing of like being exposed uh, to the planet. Okay. I, so. okay, I don't know. I think that was supposed to be part of it, like because he was like he was hopping around like a schoolboy, you know, like, and shaved his beard off. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. totally. And then, and then uh, Data compared his butt's texture to Riker's face because. That that was the joke, right? I believe Riker was the one who who insinuated. No, it. he's the one who said it. But Data was the one who was like, "I'm gonna touch it." And yeah, he shakes his head. I'm surprised he didn't drop his pants and be like, "See, <laughs> <laughs> Lieutenant Riker, Commander Riker." Oh, what fell on the cutting room floor? <laughs> Star Trek Insurrection. There's gotta Joel. be stuff. There's gotta be some. Good <gasps> There's gotta be some data, butt. I did like that part where Data walked into the water, though, because as easy as that looks, like, it is kind of weird to walk straight into water without stopping and, like... No floating. He probably had weights on his feet or something, but, like, he just walked straight in and up to his head and under the water. So into it. That must have taken a little bit of perfecting to look right, because... Your instinct would be to keep your head above water and to try not to drown. <laughs> yeah. I dig it too, Sarah. I thought that was pretty cool. So good. That was a pretty cool effect for like a robot in a movie to just be like, oh, I'm just going to walk underwater. Yeah. It, it made me wish that uh, Data hadn't been taken so early on in, in Star Trek First Contact so you could just see him walk outside without a spacesuit. Yeah, that would have been good. That would have been cool. That would have been cool. Totally. No, it's all about the people. That's right, Joel. His makeup. I always wonder about that makeup that he has to wear. Because it seems like it it would be uncomfortable over time. And then that residue of that shininess would get on stuff. And I I can only imagine that after a while. I was comparing how yellow his like his eyes are full yellow, almost like cat's eyes in in this one with the just the the black in the middle, and then everything else is that orangish yellow color. And I was like, it, it wasn't like that before, right? And I looked at pictures of him in generations, and sure enough, he just he just has yellow pupils. Yeah, he he's always had yellow or eyes. His iris. Uh-huh. I felt that it was definitely more skewed at the beginning of the movie. Right. They made it dramatic at the beginning of this movie. Yeah, yeah. intense. It doesn't wear off though. Uh, I, I mean, I enjoyed watching it. I enjoyed watching this movie with you guys, mm-hmm. and I've been enjoying this the whole Star Trek trip thing. But it is kind of forgettable. This movie is one that I probably won't watch again for a while. Yeah, I. 
there just there's nothing in here. There's no substance in this movie that I'm like, oh yeah, I want to watch this again. You know, I got nothing against it. It was a fun, uh, and I can see where people criticize this movie as just being another episode. Yeah, as a film, I, I get it now. Like, and I think it was just through my experience of it. I don't know the, the stretchy face aliens just didn't really. Yeah, yeah, that's. I mean, I think that's the biggest. That's my biggest problem. Yeah. So yeah, they reveal that all these people are hundreds of years old, and then they reveal that. I mean, we've kind of already known about the situation with the Federation. Supposedly, that's what's happening, and then, yeah, and then so basically, Picard finds out that they're they're going to take them off the planet or with force if they need to. And he just decides, no, this is not okay. This is not an okay thing to do to a group of people who've been living somewhere for hundreds of years. Like, to just come in and be like, oh, I want this place. And it seems like the reveal at the... Spoiler, but the reveal towards the end is that these people with the stretchy faces were originally natives of this planet... Well, not natives, because they say even the inhabitants that they're trying to help now were not natives of the planet. But they were. The, the stretchy-faced people are the same as the the young people that they're trying to rescue now. But they're, they're both, like, I, I don't know if the planet was inhabited. They were saying that these people weren't originally from this world, that they... Uh, they, they left, they left yeah. for the new world where they wouldn't be persecuted for their religious beliefs. Joel, you're just an outworlder. Yep. No. Outlander. No, I knew that they lived somewhere else and they ended up moving to this planet hundreds right. of years ago. Yeah. But what I was saying was that the stretchy face people were originally some of them. Right. There you go. Right? Yeah. Yes. You are correct. I don't in know. That statement. I don't know if there were other people on the planet ever, but I don't think they get into that, do they? No. Yeah. No. So, yeah, so th- then... Fish people. That's another yeah. reveal, is that they're Calamari? like, oh, yeah. actually, these are just people that are annoyed that they don't live here anymore, and they want the benefits of the planet back. Yeah. And it's like... <laughs> Why didn't they just come back and say, we're sorry? Yeah, they weren't exiled. Were yeah. They? I'm not sure. Maybe they were exiled. I'm not sure how that worked. It I was th- very vague. It was a very vague explanation. Yeah, they said they were young and rebellious, and they got together, and they were saying, we want things to be different, and so they ended up leaving. But I don't. I didn't get the impression that, like, they wouldn't have been welcomed back if they came back and they were like, you know, life's terrible out here. Can we live here again on this fountain yeah. of youth planet? I'm not sure. I like it. They form. They must have. They formed some sort of bitterness where they decided that the way they were gonna. You know, maybe they. It was the when they left, they were uh, treated poorly because they wanted to. You know, explore the stars again. And they, this whole time, they've just had a chip on their shoulder about it. I mean, they're fa- they're falling apart. I got the feeling they want to destroy the rings of the planet to stop to stop the the Garden of Eden. I mean, is, did they determine that that was the source of it? Because I thought they were saying that it was like 
it was centered in one area, which happened to be the area where these people were located. Oh, fair enough. Mm. Fair enough. And like, the, oh, the whole planet could do it, but there was a higher concentration there. And like, if they moved them, it would blah, blah. Like, the details are so not interesting that yeah. I, I guess I couldn't hold on to them. No, I agree with you. I agree with you. Oh, really complicated. I think we need to watch the one with the Native American planets. So no, we never you needed, can we never understand the context want. of. He was talking about, you know, this has happened to people and their like last, reservations. Last episode of the show, guys. <laughs> you need to watch season seven, the end, dude. <laughs> I t- I I'm going to keep bringing it up. If I want to watch something with Native Americans in it, I'll watch the. Season, <laughs> the season two opening of the X Files, where uh, where Mulder is resurrected, I think by a, by a shaman. Fair enough. Fair enough. You don't know. We could find the most amazing random pick that's like Native American sci fi movie. Sure, hey, De- Deputy Hawk from Twin Peaks is pretty cool, dude. He is uh-huh. a cool dude. He's a cool dude. But he's not his own planet. He's a he's a bookhouse boy. Man. He's not he's not a pl- they're not even Native Americans because they've never they're like it's a different planet. But what about the Irish? Yeah, the Irish planet, dude. I mean, did they or the Scottish planet? That's her. That's her. That's her. Beverly Crusher. Did her, they her fly grandma off of Ireland? Her, her grandma wrote a very erotic journal on that on that planet. <laughs> Her, her her lover's ghost was trapped inside a, a candle, I believe. Next gen sounds real stupid. <laughs> oh man! I don't think I want to watch it. Oh, it's so good, dude. That episode's that, like the that worst. hasn't come up in Deep Space Nine yet. You know what? The candle? Yeah. Uh, the the worst we have is the prophets. The prophets are annoying. Who live outside of time? I think. Well, hey. Do you know more about that, Aaron? Uh, no. Hey, okay. now I'm a prophet. <laughs> Get your game. No. <laughs> I, I, I think I checked out mentally on a lot of that, mm. to be honest. If it didn't deal with the Dominion, the wormhole, or Odo and Quark. Well, the prophets it are in the It does have to do with the wormhole, <gasps> Aaron. No, I'm just kidding. They're the ones who created this I was like, you know? wait for it. Aaron. The wormhole. The Don't wormhole. you even know what the wormhole is? And no. that's, that's why those uh, people following the program. Do you even know, Aaron? <laughs> wanted to try to blow up that school that Kiko, Keiko was teaching at. Do you even do Space Nine? Do you even, do <laughs> do you even uh, acquire, Aaron? I'm just kidding. What about the prophets, Aaron? <laughs> the prophets of prophets? Dude, the prophets are the most annoying. Oh, shut up. (laughs) (laughs) I guess I'm just not a good Ferengi. What can I say? It's a good rule of acquisition, Joel. I see. (laughs) So I didn't dig the I didn't dig any of these action things that were going on in this movie either. When they were trying when they were doing their like escape when they're trying to teleport the people off and then they're running up the hills and they're shooting these little flying things that are trying yeah, to Yeah, these little drones with, like, teleportation darts. And, like, the reaction is the the alien ships are just, like, blowing up the bridges with people on them. Like, wait a minute, were you transporting these people or were you just going to kill them? Like, make up your mind. Yeah. It's an irritating uh, conflict in this movie because literally after you see these ships blowing things up, there's a conversation on the main ship how they don't want to hurt anybody. Yeah. yeah. and then But they're they- already blowing them up. 
they transport more people later too. It's I don't like, get it. Are I they don't... trans? Maybe the guy secretly has a vat of acid that he's transporting all of them to <laughs> in the other in the ship. I it's don't know. <laughs> oh, <that's... laughs> it takes their bodies here, incinerates them there. That's pretty good, Sarah. He needs them for that transfer yeah, thing. We're or transporting it is. them, quote unquote. Transporting them in and outer space. Yeah. <laughs> <sighs> So, what are some good things about this? Because I, I do, there were some things that I thought were good. The first couple acts in, of this movie had some fun dialogue. I feel like uh, Captain Picard and, and Worf singing to Data was pretty good. It's a pretty fun scene. Um, what else? Uh, the the uh, Inflating of Data's butt. Oh yeah, the flotation device. device. Not good. Shut up. Why Thumbs would, up. Why would you bring that up? Thumbs up. Well, we need to discuss every topic of this movie because I'm uh, fairly certain I'm not going to have a Star Trek insurrection conversation after this movie. That's fine. After this episode, no, what are you talking about? People, people will talk to us about it. Come on. Fair enough. Fair enough. Come on. Um. Uh. Yeah, I feel like. I feel like the lady kind of reminded me of Sophie Marceau in oh, okay. a way, mm-hmm. but I like Sophie Marceau more. <laughs> um, but I feel like it was cool to see them just be like, yeah, this is wrong. Let's go kick ass and help them. Yeah. Like, that was cool. Yeah, I liked that part. That That's probably my favorite part when they all decide they're, they're going to go on Maquis. And help. And, uh... Well... Yeah. Just down. I feel like Picard, like, in Next Gen, he has a lot of moments where he's like, yeah, this is what I'm about. Like, this is everything to me. This is what matters most in my my beliefs or whatever. And, like, I feel like in this situation, he was like, yeah, this is what the Federation wants to do, but, like... I would rather die for this cause because this is the cause that this is what matters there to me in my core or whatever. Yeah, and and he was just like, "Yep, here I go with my stuff. I know I'm an old man, but <laughs> I'm gonna go help them rebel or hide got or me, whatever." Crates <laughs> of shotgun, taser blasters, and mm-hmm. I have my tasteful leather jacket. Yeah, the leather. That's for the off days. What's that when he's not in his in his house with the mood lighting? He hasn't. He has computer <laughs> mood lighting. Computer mambo <laughs> hasn't fit into that jacket in years. <laughs> oh yes. It's like a, oh you know uh, another thing they bring along is that uh, photon grenade launcher thing. Oh my gosh! It's like okay guys, it's like the first movie. In in generations they had they had their phasers. Mm-hmm. Yep. The second movie they introduced those shotgun things, you know, mm-hmm. for, with the flashlights. For when we're, fi- we're fighting the Borg. Mm-hmm. The third movie is like, where do we go from here? Oh yes, some they sort of some, some sort of cannon. They had some weird stuff in this movie, like you're saying the CG stuff. Like some of it was weird. It wasn't very 
good looking. The little creature that that kid carried with him. Mm-hmm. I thought that was cute and everything, but it was like the one lone like CG thing they created to have like yeah crawling around and. I didn't think any of the ship battles looked particularly good. They were weird. They were like at a weird scale or something or It was a step down from First Contact. Yeah. Which felt so seamless in a lot of its uh CG. It just felt it felt like a lot of it was just awkward in this movie. A lot mm. of awkward like like when you're looking into the cockpit to see data in that ship, it just didn't match very well with everything else that was going on yeah. around. Like, it physically looks like a man is, like, I know there's a man who's sitting in a thing at a green screen. Yeah. But this looks like there's a guy sitting in a green screen. There you go. And I did not notice that the first two movies, basically at all. Yeah. What did you like about it? Oh, that's what I was saying. I I liked when they they decided to go rebel. You know, they're all standing in line like the Suicide Squad. And uh, sick, <laughs> sick reference. Yeah, I can't really think of anything that that like totally blew me away. But I, I, it wasn't the movie wasn't as disappointing as I expected it to be. I think yeah. that's my biggest takeaway from it. Yeah, I thought I, I, I was waiting for like a soul numbing moment where I was like, mm-hmm. oh, this movie's crap. There are way more irritating moments in Generations for me than in this movie. Well. And maybe that's just because Data's emotion chip problem, right? Yeah. I, I, I saw well, you, yeah, I saw you yeah. physically pained during a couple of those couple of those moments. That when he was making the, the tricorder talk like a person. Yeah, God. Uh, <laughs> Don't remind him, Aaron. You know it must be bad because Data sings in this movie and I wasn't irritated, so I think I think what's happened is my deep space nine watching has just like pulled me into Okay. You know, the whole mood or something like that. Sure, it's probably sure. I'm coming off of a high. Tomorrow I'm gonna be like, oh, what the hell did I drink? Oh, insurrection, huh? <laughs> I feel like I used to think that there were some silly things that happened in Star Trek when I was younger. And then I got older and I was like, Star Trek's awesome. And I was like, yeah, there's, it's a sci-fi show, but it's really good and it has this other stuff going on. And go. then now there there have been a couple of moments recently where we were watching this or watching one of the shows. And I was like, this is kind of silly. <laughs> like, 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 all these people are delivering all these lines. They've got this full cast. They all have to wear these heads and like this makeup and stuff. And I'm like. This is kind of silly that they're all, they have to gather all these people to do this. And then I was like, really? It's just like any other part, you know, any other show. But like, it's funny how I go back and forth with it in my head. Like, sometimes I'm like, this is moving. This is, you know, amazing. This is a really cool thing, you know? And then other parts of me are like, this is silly. Like, but I think that's part of it. That's part of the whole vibe of it. That's totally the Star Trek experience, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. I agree with you. I totally agree. Not enough aliens. I don't know. We got we got a Triceratops head looking dude in this movie. Oh yeah. We got a. Uh, um, Why weren't they the villains? Just they the were part these, of the. I know they were part of the Cabal, but they were you know. part of the X. 
Yes. <laughs> but they weren't. Like, what if these, like, super evil dudes? Eh, anyway, you know. I don't, I don't have much, I don't have much else to say about Insurrection. What about you guys? When Worf hit one of those Triceratops guys, it looked like his head was gonna fall, the, the prosthetic was gonna fall back off. That poor, that poor stuntman is dead. And I, and just the, just the thing with Picard being like, okay, we, we've made sure these people are safe now, they can stay and live in their home planet, and then he's like, I really like you, but I'm gonna leave. Sorry, baby. Like, I have a lot of stuff to do with the Federation. It's like, dude, retire! Like, <laughs> are you gonna find a better girlfriend? Are you gonna, like, find a better place to live? Are you gonna... What else are you gonna achieve? It was very status quo, must be maintained ending. He, I agree with you. He's a man who's married to his job. Yeah, definitely. That You get that impression. Yeah. Doesn't even get that smooch in this movie. No way. Does he smooch in the series? Yeah, he gets some kisses. Who's he smooching? Well, there's Worf? the well, there's the the whole um Wesley um the thief the thief lady. Oh, he's smooching that thief lady. Huh? Yeah, I don't know what the hell yeah. you're talking about. He's all about like preserving all these ancient artifacts, and she's like, I want to steal them, and he's like, Oh, that's really hot. Oh, she's the Tomb Raider. Yeah, cool. Yeah, man. He's like, I'd like to talk some diplomacy with you to get in your pants. What, what was that? Did you, did you say warp drive technology? Oh. Hmm. You appear to have capabilities of warp. Now whisper the prime directive to me. Are you also interested oh, no. in playing flute? <laughs> Would you like to listen to me play my recorder? Computer mambo. <laughs> That's still one of my favorite lines from this movie. Yes, yes, Can I get yes. you to drink something to drink? We have uh, Earl Grey Hot and Earl Grey Hot. Oh my gosh. Yeah, this movie, yeah. Yeah, I, I can see I can see some of the criticism of it, but it definitely does have some pretty good Picard moments in it, so. I'll probably watch it again someday, but not yeah. anytime soon. Yeah. It's okay. It's 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 super glossy. I feel like it serve its best serves as a come visit California <laughs> advertisement <laughs> because all this stuff was shot like Angela Angela's Forest and stuff like that. So it's like, yeah, I want to go there. Well, it's a real place, but that that's about it. <laughs> so I, uh, if you guys are okay, I'm going to read the outro stuff. You guys think of a lesson that you learned from Star Trek Insurrection. From 1998. Your juniors. This Sarah was 98? Mm -hmm. I thought it was 2002, but maybe that's the next one. That's the next that one. That is the next one, yeah. Nemesis. Nemesis. Well, that kind of makes this seem a little bit better, because there's some things that were a jump from, like, late 90s to early 2000s mm. that we'll see. We'll see what the next one's like. Yeah. I'm kind of looking forward to it. It's got Tom Hardy in it. I don't know anything about it, so I'm really looking forward to it. Cool. <laughs> I, I've never seen it, so this will be a... This is a new frontier. For all three of us. Mm -hmm. 
The power is your... Wait, that was it. Anyway. Hey, if you got any suggestions or comments, write in the please don't podcast at gmail.com or message us on Facebook at facebook.com slash pdsmios. If you subscribe to us on iTunes, we'd appreciate it if you went and left us a star and or written rating. Thank you in advance. Check out the other podcasts in our podcast network, which is at eartrumpetaudio.com. I'd like to single out a particular podcast that I listened to this uh, this week. A new episode of Love You Like Crazy came out. That's the podcast that covers young adult novels. And they talked about a novel called Hold Me Closer, Necromancer. That sounds pretty cool. It's a, it's a book all about a, a young man who, who finds out he's a necromancer, and then all this crazy magical stuff is getting revealed. And it, so- it sounded pretty intense. And Elton John's in it? No. But uh, the, the whole reason I wanted to bring it up is because during the entire podcast, I wanted them to say, you know, to go, Hold me close on Necrodancer. Wait, Necromancer. See, I messed it up. That's, well, you're thinking about the video game. You're thinking about the video game called Necrodancer. Yes, Necro. Hold me closer, Chicken Pancer. Wait, that's not a thing. But uh, apparently, neither of the hosts can sing. At the end, you did you did hear uh, Jacob sing, <laughs> kind of sing the the ending. So I don't blame them. But that's cool. for you guys. Love you like crazy on the Ear Trumpet Audio Network. So, you guys have any lessons from Star Trek Insurrection? A movie about Picard finally getting an insurrection in his pants after all these years. Well, I learned if you're approaching a captain in his ready room, uh, be sure not to let your face bleed all over the floor. That's one of the lessons I learned from this movie, because that's pretty gross. Um, He can't help it. Held together with, with hopes and dreams. But he's got to go back and, and get it CG, like, stretched or whatever. Yeah. You think they could have, I mean. Kill somebody with that stretcher, too. It's crazy. It doesn't have to be on the planet for that long. Maybe it could just go down for a little bit and then go back. That's why I, I was kind of wondering, like, <laughs> like, wouldn't the planet help them? I don't or were they know. were they too far gone? They go too cranky. Too <laughs> cranky. <laughs> Bad vibes. Bad vibes. <laughs> Nobody wanted him on that planet. You heard the way he was screaming when, when, oh. when Picard finally defeated him. Oh. It was. It was I like almost, a bird calling. It was or not something. a good. It was not a good. I'm in pain or whatever. Scream. It was sad. It was sad. Yeah. Ricky. Um, my lesson is when Picard wants to dance, I want to dance too. And he likes to mambo. Mm -hmm. And why isn't this everywhere all the time? (laughs) More of Patrick Stewart dancing is my lesson. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. That's what I learned too. You could just make a 20-minute version of this movie with all the fun parts in it. Yes, I'm yeah. sure you definitely could. This could probably definitely be shrunk down to an episode. The shaving scene, the dancing scene, your inflatable butt since you like that so much. Uh, in- integral to the plot. Oh, yeah, Picard wears that thing on his head. 
And so at some point they just stopped having fun and it was just all serious, I guess, which is funny because I complain about them having fun. I, you know what? I can't, you can't win with me. Well, you're just in a DS9. Yeah. You're stuck on that station, dude. Oh, it's so good. What's so good? What's Odo up to right now? Yeah, I don't know. I could be watching. Instead, I'm recording this stupid podcast. Anyway. It's <laughs> getting in the way of your DS9 obsession. Yeah. <laughs> My lesson is that even if you end up on an eternal youth healing planet that can fix most problems with you and, and is, is just makes you a healthier person, it can't restore your hair follicles. When you're bald, it's never coming back. Never. <laughs> might as well face it. Yeah, it was kind of interesting yeah. how cartoony it affected uh, Worf, but like everyone else was just kind of like, oh, I glisten a little better now. Yeah. You know? I feel a little firmer oh. in, my, in my robot butt. <laughs> Don't your boobs feel great? <laughs> They're doing pretty good. It says it to Worf. <laughs> Did he say it to uh, Jordy or was it Worf? No, he said it to Worf. Yeah. Uh, don't your breasts feel more firm? <laughs> Not that that matters anymore. Oh my god. Matters to who? Well, yeah, okay. why? We'll see you next week, <laughs> folks. Thank you for listening. Bye. Bye. Live long and prosper. EarTrumpetAudio.com Ideas and entertainment. Loud and clear.